Hello and welcome to GeekSweat. We are the film news, reviews and interview podcast for film, filmmakers and film enthusiasts. Our episodes include Cult Film, Cult TV, Dom's Docs, Hot Topic, Interviews, BMKH Cut, Review Sweat, Trailer Talk and much, much more. We hope you enjoy our next episode. Welcome to Geek Sweat. I'm King Dom and joining me today for this Hot Topic edition of the show are Jamie. Hello. And Stephen. Hello. Wow. I'm sorry, I copied you. I didn't mean to do that. I was just doing like a lot of Stephen, you're so empathic. <laughs> Which is good for this show. Normally, we do try to keep it light. Hopefully, we succeed. But today, we've got a slightly somber edition of the show as we remember some of the notable figures in the field of film and television who have passed away in the early months of 2020 and perhaps you haven't heard about because of all the other stuff that's been going on. So the first one we're going to talk about is an actor, an Indian actor, who passed away today and that is, any ideas? Irfan Khan, I think we've got All right, okay, right, (laughs) okay. So he he's in Slumdog Millionaire. That's right. Yeah. What did he do in that one? Was he? Because I rem- all I remember is this guy scooping up out this kid's eyeball. He was actually the police inspector in Slumdog um, right. who interrogates the main character at the beginning because he disbelieves the story about how he won a million rupees. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. he suspected that fraud was involved somehow, somehow oh, but, because he couldn't he was- understand how this kid could win. Yeah, because he thought he was cheating, yeah. And he was in Life of Pi as well, wasn't he? He was in Life of Pi, which, weirdly enough, is also a kind of framing role in a big film. So there's something about Irfan Khan that suggests calm and professionalism to very varied directors like Danny Boyle and Ang Lee, who directed Life of Pi. So he he didn't pass away from corona, though, did he? He didn't, no. He, He had some other underlying health problems unfortunately and he passed away oh. from those neuroendocrine <laughs> tumor right oh, a tumor okay yeah. so what cancer okay oh that's yeah. sad because i quite enjoyed his performances he was a pretty distinctive actor i think he made a yeah. big impression even it's in of, smaller roles yeah one of the few kind of um lead indian actors that you get in hollywood i suppose yeah. yeah, and of course he straddled Hollywood and Indian cinema. He had um, a much larger career in Indian cinema, stretching back a few decades, very well known to Hindi audiences mm. in India and around the world. So this is a really famous actor we're talking about. In many countries, he'd be as well known or better known than Hollywood stars. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think I've ever watched a Bollywood film. I mean, that doesn't make me um, intrinsically racist. It's just, I've never, I just, I've, I've always kind of assumed the, um, you know, um, I don't know. So I'm really not the person to kind of ask for a tribute. But I have seen Slumdog Millionaire and I do mm. remember his performance. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I'd say for that, me, um, out of the films that I've seen and probably the films most of our listeners will have seen, I think Life of Pi is a good place to start because it's a very simple role in some ways. Um, He's playing the adult version of the main character and it's a framing device. 
But out of that, I think Irfan Khan really sets the tone for the film and suggests quite a lot of depth to the character. And mm. it's quite an intriguing performance with some unusual characteristics, you know. Yeah. It was a very um, visually, vi- visually stimulating. Dynamic. Visually, yeah, I mean, it was very, like, really nicely done. Really it was, done. yeah. Like, the cinematography was great. It was, yeah. And, of course, it won Ang Lee the Oscar for Best Director, which is one of the Oscars which I don't begrudge. <laughs> yeah. Max von Sydow. Seventh Seal. The Exorcist. Shutter Island. Blade <gasps> Oh, my God. I'm so sad. Conan the Barbarian. I, I, I see so many films, and I just don't know who the actors are. He played Jesus in The Greatest Story Ever Told. I mean... That was the title of the film, The Greatest Story Ever Told, not Stephen's opinion <laughs> that it was the greatest story ever told. Oh, okay. So this wasn't, this one's obviously a Hollywood great then. No, this is, he's like, a Swedish, uh, well, he's a Swedish French actor, but oh. um, he's kind of, he's known best for working with um, Igmar Bergman um, in a number of Swedish films, the most famous one of which is The Seventh Seal, a tale of, I feel like I've done this. I've, I've talked about the seventh seal on our podcast before. Would I be right in thinking this? Um, Possibly, but you can't really I, I talk feel, about it too yeah, much. The seventh seal is a tale about, um, it's been endlessly parodied. Um, it, it's a tale about two knights. They're coming back from the crusades, going back to Sweden. And the plague is, um, the plague is, in, is all over Sweden. And they journey back to their hometown. And during this journey, um, Max von Sydow's character um, he realizes he's going to die because death uh, appears, and they have a chess game as they as the journey progresses towards their destination, towards um, Max von Sydow's home. Um, him and Death have a have a game of chess in which they discuss all manner of weighty things. It's quite it's seen as a very deep film, but it's also very funny. There's a character called the um, the Squire who has a lot of very good lines, and it's much, it's much wittier. Than its reputation um, gives the impression of. Um, yeah, so that's, I mean, that's, he did a number of other films with Vengar um, Bowman called The Virgin Spring um, and uh, Wild Strawberries, which is a fantastic film, um, has one of the, um, one of the great dream sequences in it. There's a, the very start of the film, the main character has a, has a, has a, has a dream um, and it's, it's um, you have to kind of, it, if anyone's interested, Google Wild Strawberries Dream Sequence. It's one of the most influential pieces of um, uh, 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 sequences um, ever committed to film. And, um, uh, of course, other uh, famous roles. He's, he played um, uh, he played Playfell in Never Say Never Again. Yeah, like I said, played Jesus in The Greatest Story Ever Told. Played um, uh, Father Lancaster Merrin. Anyone else got any? Oh, and of course, um, probably his most famous role known to the general public would probably be as Ming the Merciless in the Flash Gordon uh, film. Which is an absolutely outrageous performance. Oh, okay. Right. I mean, he's been in so much much good stuff. It's amazing. But uh, uh, he'll always be... um, It'll always be Seven Seal. Seven Seal is one of my favourite films. He played the character, he's called Antonius Block. And um, his he his plan to deceive death is themed. The film is it's just yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful film. Great actor with lots of screen presence. 
So I'm I'm assuming this one passed away from old age, or did he have like an underlying condition as well? No, I mean I think um, he was born in 1929, so he was 90 um, when he died, and um, yeah, he's lived a good life then. No cause was given; just passed away. He got bored. But he was working up until pretty recently, I think. Yeah, he was working up till 2018. Um, that would have been what in the Game of Thrones. Yeah, he played the free. I mean, I haven't seen Game the Game. Game, the Game of Friends. <laughs> that makes me sound like a I haven't seen Game of Friends. <laughs> but um, yeah, he played no, the Free-Eyed Raven, one. apparently. <laughs> Free-Eyed Raven? Free, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I think I, yeah. Yeah, he's a, oh, yeah, he's a complete legend. Been in so many great films. But I would recommend anyone, anyone who's into European cinema, check out the films he did with Ingmar Bergman and just check out Ingmar Bergman in general because mm-hmm. he's quite a idiosyncratic but fascinating filmmaker. Yeah, second that. Before we move on, I guess we should say a word for the cameo in Conan the Barbarian, which is another epic performance. Oh, I don't have Conan the Barbarian. He, have what? To tell he us had a it. cameo in that as what? He plays the king. He's only in, as far as I remember, he's only in one scene. Wait, and is this kind the... Of, is this like one of the earlier ones with Arnold Schwarzenegger or is this... Yeah, like this is the, the Arnold Schwarzenegger one from the early oh, okay. 80s and he sets oh, Arnold okay. Schwarzenegger off on his quest. Oh, okay. I remember those films. They were like so cool when I was a kid and now it's like, oh, so misogynistic. Um, <laughs> I mean, if we're... If, we've just covered some Europe... If you stay with European cinema for a bit, we could just have a word about Anna Karina. Who's a oh, Danish yeah. French actress? She's most famous for her work she did with her then partner Jean Luc Godard. And that's, um, if any of you know about the French New Wave, then she's a very important um, part of that. Um, she wasn't in Breathless, but she was in Band Apart. Uh, it's also called Band of Outsiders. Uh, Quentin Tarantino's production company, I think, is named after this film. That's right. And, yeah. And and it also it was a big influence on the um, uh, John Travolta and um, um, what's she called? Uma um, Thurman. Uma Thurman dance uh, scene in um, Pulp Fiction because there's a there's a scene in uh, Band Apart where the three main characters are in a cafe having a drink and they get up and they do the most kind of... <laughs> they they're having sports. fun. They, they do a little <laughs> dance sequence. They do a little dance sequence that they've worked out. <laughs> they do the whole thing to the to the... Thing. It's just kind of like this little musical interlude in the middle of the film where they they do this little dance routine. It's one of one of my favourite ever sequences in a film. I, I mean, I love the French New Wave. She was in many of um, Godard's early films, um, including A Woman Is a Woman and um, uh, uh, My Life to Live, uh, The Little Soldier. Uh, very beautiful, beautiful, amazing eyes she's got, mm. and um, uh, won Silver Bear Award for Best Actress at the Berlin. Film festival for a woman is a woman, um, yeah, just a just a fantastic actress and a very important part of the French New Wave, which is a very important scene in European cinema, and she's a bit of a loss there. Yeah, I think the one I remember her in is My Life to Live, also known as Vivre Savi, which yeah. is an amazing performance, and. She has this black wig in the film, which is somehow the most fascinating hairpiece I've <laughs> ever seen in any film. Like every scene she's in, I just fixate on that wig. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, she has the saddest eyes. It's kind of, yes. Yeah, I mean, she's always the kind of you can't take her eyes off her when she's on the screen. Uh, yeah, incredibly striking presence. Yeah. And I think um, the character design of Uma Thurman's character in um, Pulp Fiction was based on Anna Karina in Viva Sabi, My Life to Live. And and have we got anyone else? Um, well, we have a, 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 an actual Hollywood legend. Not anyone before isn't a Hollywood legend, but this one is kind of, a, you know, Kirk Douglas, um, progeny of, no, not progeny. Um, sire? <laughs> sire of many little Douglases. And um, is it that many, actually? We all, no, I was, we, I'm kind of getting confused. The Sheen family and the um, Douglas family, I, I sometimes get a bit, confused in my head but um yeah Kirk Douglas Kirk Douglas I mean I think you can say that when you're 103 I, I think <laughs> yeah. you've basically, you basically kind of had you know you've done it really you know have a nice wow. rest so yes. um so Kirk, yeah and Kirk Douglas I mean there's so many uh famous uh uh let's talk about um my favorite film I think has to be Paths of Glory with um Kirk Douglas, who plays a, a a sergeant in the um first of all a German sergeant, I think, in the is German French. First, is is French? Yeah, he's a member of the yeah. French. Colonel Dax. Yeah, uh, I don't know. You've uh, you fans of Paths of Glory? It's probably my favourite war film. Um, I don't think I've seen any of his films, but I just know him from the whole Michael Douglas association, and that, that's all I know him <laughs> from. The films he did make. So we've got Paths of Glory, we've got Spartacus. I mean, that's his two Stanley Kubrick um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, films. We've also got, oh, what's the film? Um, the film where he plays um, uh, uh, a journalist and the kid gets trapped. The kid gets trapped in the. Um, Ace in the Hole. Ace in the Hole. What film that is? Uh, before we move on, I should mention Out of the Past from 1947, which is a brilliant film noir and a really great early performance from Kirk Douglas. Playing Whit Sterling. Yes, Build My Gallows High, that's what I yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, that's a fantastic film. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, he did, obviously, to our listeners, a lot of his films were made, uh, he's best known for films made, like, between up to the 1970s, so there might not be a lot to um, kind of link him in with, uh, with today's audience. But um, he, I mean, he did a film with Arnold Schwarzenegger called Cactus Jack in 1979, which is also not the place to start. Well, you're going to start in films that kind of capture your attention. I mean, like, not everyone's going to like all of his films. There's going to be some that appeal to others, right? Yeah. Okay, Stephen, which Kirk Douglas film would you recommend for Jamie? Uh, Paths of Glory. Oh, he's mm-hmm. also played Doc Holliday in Gunfight at the OK Corral. What, what, um, what? You just said that so quickly. <laughs> he played Doc Holliday in Gunfight at the OK Corral. Is that one title? That's a freaking long title. Gunfight at the OK Corral. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie's like, what's that about then? <laughs> what? The... Okay, right. Okay, I, I, I have found it. I'm writing it down. <laughs> I, 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 I am open to being educated about old films here, especially ones that probably yeah. kind of... You know, yeah, so, take, I mean, take, okay, Ace in the Hole. Um, what is an uh, okay corral? Past. 
It's an, a, a corral is like an inn, so the inn is called OK. It's the OK corral. Yeah. So it's not a fabulous corral, it's an OK corral. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a, a mediocre corral. I've seen, I've seen, I've seen, I've seen better corrals. OK, all I right. Think it, like, kind of had everything that cowboys wanted at that point. Oh, man, that's 1957. What's, what's, what's the um, oldest film you've ever watched? <laughs> I couldn't tell you. I, I honestly couldn't tell you. I don't know. World War One footage. Okay. <laughs> you don't see the train flying into the audience in cinemas? No. Okay. Right then, so that's Kirk Douglas. I mean, that has to be the best tribute to Kirk Douglas anyone has done in the last few weeks. Yeah, well, I mean, there have been many, but I, I feel like our heartfelt tribute is up there with some of the yeah, best. I, mean, I hope people don't People listening don't take this episode too seriously. <laughs> and too, um <laughs> Well, it sounds like he's lived a good life. And actually, I do yeah, remember yeah. reading. I, I remember reading about his passing, and he didn't give. Um, like he gave all of his wealth to charity, which I thought was a really great gesture. I mean, like his kids obviously don't need the money, but still, it's like you know. Sometimes yeah, you want to especially Michael. You know, he really doesn't need the money. Yeah, yeah, um, but you know, often you know, you tend to want to hand down the estate, you know, the family estate to family. But he's actually, from what I gather, gave, given everything away. So yeah, yeah. hundred and three, and yeah. Finally, we have to move on to the greatest. Um, I think I'd say the greatest Avengers girl. And when I say Avengers, I'm not talking about superheroes. I'm talking about sixty spies. Honor Blackman sadly passed away recently. And uh, you may, you'll probably, I mean, she's most, I don't know. I mean, internationally, she'd be most famous as um, Pussy Galore from Goldfinger, of course. But in Britain, maybe more famous as Kathy Gale in The Avengers, um, the ITV, uh, sp- uh, we say spy, spy fantasy series that ran throughout the 60s and came back in the 70s as the new Avengers. Um, she was the first uh, female um, lead. No, actually, she wasn't. She wasn't in the first season of um, the Avengers, but came in in the second season as the first regular um, uh, uh, female role in it. Although, and she was kind of praised at the time because there was a strong female role on TV. She was very famous for wearing cat suits, like leather kind of accruments, and. Um, uh, and one of the reasons that um, maybe that helped her kind of become this strong role is that originally that they wrote her lines as if they were writing a man. And so when she kind of told the lines, they gave her this kind of slightly uh, um, uh, masculine kind of quality, but um, which doesn't really translate into Diana Rigg, who came after her. And so Diana Rigg was much more, she was just as strong, but this is more feminine strong. Whereas Anna Blackman was more of a kind of masculine strong. Um, and she lay, um, she appeared in Doctor Who in one story called Terror de Vervoid. I'd avoid that story if I were you. And um, also, and probably recently, uh, probably if you're kind of my age, you might remember her from the uh, TV sitcom The Upper Hand, which was the British remake of the American show Who's the Boss? Which other American what, shows... What's that title reference? again, Stephen? Who's the Boss? <laughs> that's your new catchphrase yeah yeah oh she played the mother did she play the mother yeah yeah Laura or the grandmother should I say yeah yeah she played the grandmother um, do you remember her in that Jamie 
I do, because I remember watching Who's the Boss. I can't think of a more appropriate name for these troubled times. What? Honour Black Man? (laughs) I I, I I like how you made me say that. (laughs) You should take responsibility for your own joke. (laughs) Oh... Uh. That was all that's dead celebrity. Unless I can have a shout out to Eddie Large. I, I remember um, Little and Large as a kid and I can remember them on TV. And I was quite, uh, I used to like that sort of thing when I was a kid. Him, Cameron and Ball. And um, it's like a little, little, and people say, oh, that's a little part of my childhood has died. I always think that's bollocks. But, you know, that's... So a touching tribute. Goodbye, to goodbye Eddie Large. And he did die from coronavirus. So at least he's to- he, his death was topical. Philosophical, but it's Or in time, in, in line with the times. What the thing about Leon and Large is they had a weird dynamic. It was like normally you get the straight man and the funny man. Whereas with Leon and Large, the whole concept of the act was that Sid Little, according to Eddie Large, was a genius at everything. And so, <laughs> but he wasn't, he was absolutely hopeless. But Eddie Large believed in him so much that all this, all this funniness came from making Sid do all this shit because he thought he was talented when Sid had no can do it at all. Which is kind of an odd little dynamic for... for it's a very high concept. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was a proper kind of yeah. interesting like, kind of concept. Weirdly enough, yeah. that was repeated with the whole country with the Sid Little lookalike John Major. <laughs> <laughs> He's just little now. Never get... No large. Do you yeah. think... Was that their actual name? Because no, those... No. Because, yeah, I, mean, I mean, that would be like miraculous... Yeah, no, that wasn't their names. <laughs> I mean, if it was, but it wasn't. <laughs> no. Cannon and Ball, was that their real names? No, that wasn't their real names. I, no. Do you know what I really hate? I really, when I'm watching Not Going Out, because I don't mind it sometimes because some lines are funny. So I watch Not Going Out. I hate it when Bobby Ball turns up. He just ruins every episode. I've never seen it. Okay. How, how does he ruin it? Um, he, he he Bobby Ball can't act. He's, a, he's good at doing his little double act with Tommy Cannon, but he, he's not good at acting. <laughs> Acting's not his thing. Wow, do you think he could get together with Sid Little? Like, <laughs> Little and Ball. Little and Ball. <laughs> so, that has been our hot topic. Thank you. Thank you for joining us, Jamie. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for joining us, Stephen. Bye bye. I've been King Tom. Till next time. Bye bye. <laughs>